Oh no, you all, you all, you all know when the, when 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 it start when the juice is flowing. I like to get straight into it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Everybody refill your libations and all of that because I want right, to. I want to put put the video on stop. I want to pose a question to everybody here, uh, James. You know, once again, definitely thank you uh, for your insight and your knowledge, um, and that beautiful display of of, of of black fatherhood. That was a that was a beautiful display of black fatherhood in all seriousness, um, and it is a testament of the things that we need to do as a culture to move ourselves forward. You know, in terms of basic knowledge of finance you've taken it beyond that because you know now your daughter understands something that adults who work in finance <laughs> may not even know you know you got people that work in banks their whole lives and don't know nothing about the forex market and your child knows basic concepts that are that are connected with it which is you know is a testament to just financial literacy as a whole and you know the change and possibilities that can come from it so i appreciate you for putting that on display and I appreciate you for your knowledge. Man, now, can, no. can you imagine the, if some ignorant dude try to come to the door with with, <laughs> em, with empty elephant ear pockets and nothing in his brain, Listen, and trying she, to hey, talk, trying to talk to look, young young Miss Look, as look, look, soon as she get to middle school or high school, and the dude say anything, she be like, "Where your pips at, nigga?" And she oh, go. Right. And, and, <laughs> Oh, I'm, ta I'm talking about the hill. That brother gonna have to climb. You ain't got no pips, and I ain't talking Gladys Knight. I ain't talking Gladys Knight. I want to know what your pips are. Talking about prepare these sisters to to to. Hey, I ain't accepting just anything that walks through the door. You gonna you gonna have to bring something to the table because the table that I got already look nice. And that right, and I think that right, that right there, that right there, what you just said, Doc, really just, really just plays into the whole thing of you know, as we educate ourselves, the the less likely we are as a culture and as a people to be duped in a sense, you know, yes. to where can't nobody sell us fools gold, right? <clears throat> because we are educated and literate of you know of the whole thing, you know, right. can't nobody come to. Come to James' daughter with no fly-by-night, get-rich-quick scheme because she knows already tools and things in place to get rich on her own. You know, and that's you know that speaks to the whole truth of you know what we what we want to do, what we aim to do as you know as a group, as a unit is you know financial literacy. Number one is this key. It's a broad topic, but you know we can condense it to you know giving everybody a sense of comfort, confidence. And I will make up a word, I think, concisity. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going I don't it. know if it's a word. But we're going to go with it. But just basically making sure everybody comfort, comfort, comfort. That's another one. It's just making sure everybody's at a comfort level uh, and a cognitive level of understanding, okay, these are basic things that I can use to attain wealth on my own. So that when somebody else steps into the picture and wants to say, hey, I got this, 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 and this going, and blah, 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 blah. You already have the knowledge to say, okay, these are the questions that I need to ask. Because, well, AJ, um, you know, what, mm -hmm. what, go ahead. AJ, so here, 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 here's the thing. I think that we oftentimes get wrapped up in rich and wealth. And we, we equate those things like, there's some type of equivalent nature to it. Rich and wealthy are different. Rich, rich can be gone tomorrow. Wealth is hard to evaporate. And I think you touched on it in the um, in the previous segment where it's like, hey, we have provisions in place to prevent you from screwing this up. Or since we're in the after show, fucking this up, right? So there you go. At, at the end of the at the end of the day. What we're talking about is the bandwidth or the opportunity that you have to make mistakes. Wealth allows mistakes to be made. Rich, 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 rich can't afford mistakes. And I think rich people, is temporary. Wealth exactly. is everlasting in a sense. <laughs> you know, it, it, well, it's, it's established you, you in that way. Anything so like, up. Of course, but you know, and, 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 and I think in the context, I think in the context of regular, regular, everyday working class, middle class people, rich is. I went to the, I went to the Seven Eleven or the corner store. I bought a lottery ticket and I hit four hundred grand. I'm rich. Well, it becomes the goal. That's right. The problem. Rich. Rich becomes the goal. Like rich is not the goal. This. But, we, but and I, I, I think. Be rich. 
I think the I think the conversation and the and the and the intent of the word rich needs to be placed in the context of temporary because rich is very very temporary, especially yeah, I mean, you know especially in the context of you know in in the context of you know true financial uh you know finance and, in, and financial independence financial freedom rich is very temporary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the market, the market. You can sign a contract today, get a signing bonus, and all that stuff, and you're rich. I think you know. I think think what you were alluding to is how income oriented we are as Black folks, right? Right. In my in my, rich is more of an income oriented term. Right. I can afford this house. I can afford this car. I can afford these things. And almost always, when we're talking about affording things that we like to be able to use. We're talking about income and we're income oriented. And you and you see this even even among black folks who are retired. They talk about getting money from the mailbox, but it's all about receiving a check. It's not about building wealth over time. And so anytime, whether it's James talking about doing something in Forex and building up a, a balance that you've traded to accumulate over time or um, investing in mutual funds and doing so over a long period of time or anything where it's about building money over time. These are newer, at least in terms of sort of broad based ways in which we at the family unit tend to think about money. These are new things. Typically, if you talk about a good job, black folks are behind you. When you start talking about a new business and certainly when you start talking about quitting a good right. job, Bro, you you want to make a black person mad? You want to make an old black person mad? (laughs) Talk about quitting, quitting a good a good paying job. Good job. You got to try to start your own business. But doc, I definitely that you make a great point, and this is a conversation I have a lot often with you know with you know with my 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 circle of people. Mm -hmm. Um, is there has to always be, especially in, especially in the talks of any kind of education or, you know, knowledge giving or learning is context. Context is very key mm-hmm. because we always have to understand that, you know, all of us here are in a certain age bracket. I, I, I'll go out on a limb and say that, you know, I don't, if you, even if you're in your forties and late forties, you still within that 30 to 40, you know, range um, to where we're within 10 years of each other. But yep. most of us come from a stock of where our grandparents worked. And I'll, I'll say grandparents first. Where our grandparents worked jobs where pensions were a thing. Right. And so we we come from a we come from a lineage and a thought process that that was the basis. Get you a good city paying job, get you a good civic job, get you a good job working at the paper mill, the, you know, working for the city, working for, you know, working for some entity that has a pension, which, you know, Mm -hmm. that was the thing to do back then. Whereas our parents were a a little bit removed from that, but they came from that lineage. So they inherited that knowledge of, let me go get a job and work that job and retire from that job. That job may not have a pension, but they may have, you know, a 401k. So let me work this job until I'm of retiring age and then do it. We are coming from uh, that same mindset, but we are also uh, tying into that a, 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 uh, a knowledge, a knowledge base where we're learning and we're we're gaining knowledge at a at a rapid pace to where we understand the concept of you ain't got to work that job for 40 years to retire comfortable and get yourself an RV and travel to travel the country or buy yourself a sailboat and sail the world with your wife we come we're we're starting to learn and understand that oh you know pensions number 1 are not our thing of the past right that's number 1 Number two, we're also understanding that Social Security ain't shit and ain't going to be shit by the time that we die or get to that age. It never really been shit, but all right. <laughs> that is, hey, look, look. I mean, it's something, but it ain't never really. Exactly. It ain't no living. You and know, you got to understand, right. that, Doc, you always got to understand because you're rich. There are people out here who, under, who, who live with <laughs> something's better than nothing. So, 
Hey, you know, we, and, we have, you know, and you know what? Love because I don't want to ever make the like disparage somebody because they use it. They they live in primarily off of social security. You do the best you can with what it is that you got. Exactly. My deal is to make sure we got more to exactly. make decisions with. So when so that whole oh, okay, well now the decisions that I make can be better mm-hmm. decisions, and at the end I can end up with more. That's and and so people are like oh. Because I get this all the time. Like, you, you're, you're an entertaining, electrifying speaker. We have a good time listening to you. Um, you know, and, and and I have this. And a lot of times, it comes from black folks. Why are you focused on trying to center black people? And, and my deal is, hey, I can only you only deliver things that that you deliver well. And I feel like there's. I season my chicken the way I season it because I was raised to season it that way. I speak the way that I speak. I grew up in church. This is what I do. It is important to me to make sure that my black folks, I'm the first black PhD in financial planning. It's a thing. I am responsible to make sure that I am serving up stuff the way that we like to eat it. Now, if you like it too good, there's a lot of white folks that come to nice, uh, soul food restaurants and other you, we got all kinds of high end black stuff. I want to be the absolute best at delivering financial planning information and making young financial planners in my in my uh, collegiate programs and, and and working with clients when I work with them and delivering presentations when I deliver them. But I want black folks to know that they are deserving of the best, right? So that's why it's important for me to let them know that yes, I care about black folks receiving this message from me. And whether you call me rich or not, I'm still working at it the same way we all are to get ahead to make a better future for my daughter and her kids and our kids and all the rest of them after that, right? Because of the fact that we have been intentionally excluded, then I am going to make sure that I pay extra attention to make sure that you know that with me, you are included. That doesn't mean that other folks in Destrian said it great. You're not excluded from the brethren. It, you know, everybody can eat eat bread. You know, it ain't like it ain't like dairy, whereas, you know, some folks <laughs> can't really process it well. <laughs> we, can all, we can all have had that bread. And so, hey, if you like it the way we serve it, then come on in. But we are serving it to make sure that these hungry folks out there who need what it is that we bring to bear are able to get it in a season right form so they like the way it tastes. But so I think that's a, I think real quick, DJ. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go ahead, heard. go ahead. All right. Okay. No, I was just I was just gonna say, you know, uh, that that point that Doc made was very important is, you know, um and it and it and it it, it, it incorporates everything that we talk about is, you know, I, I, I jokingly call Doc Rich, you know, but Doc has the tools in place to, you know, manage his richness, his wealth, and you know, in, in that sense. To whereas, like we said earlier, you know, uh, when Ken asked the question of, you know, where do I start? And you, we made, we made sure to point out that, you know, make sure that your overall household is in order financially, because otherwise you're going to, you can go hit it big in your investment and you're going to end up spending your profits on debt because you didn't take care of certain things ahead of time. And that's one of the things that, you know, you know, when we talk about a person like Doc and we talk about, you know, everybody, you know, DJ, James, where you all are, you know, we look at you as successful individuals is that things were in place in order for you to reap the rewards of your success and your well doings. Whereas, you know, if it wasn't, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, the only thing that you could offer to people is, Hey, I fucked up. Here's where I fucked up at. But now you are able to offer people, here's my fuck ups and here's my, you know, here's my triumphs right. in the right. same book. I can, you know, because a lot of, uh, oftentimes when we see people that get rich, we see them balling. Right. But we don't see them when the balling stops. Mm-hmm. We or, see. Or, or, the, or, or the process of getting there, right? Exactly. So, right. No, I, I, I'm just talking, I'm just talking in the sense of, you know, the get yeah. rich quicker. You know, I went and, because, yeah. and, and, and something that I, you know, my, my, my dad is, I, you know, I use this term loosely. He's an avid gambler, but he's strategic about it. He figured he's out. An 
He's an investor. Yeah. He figured out the proper ways of gambling to where he, you know, he, he obviously, we, I'm from Alabama, so Alabama doesn't have any kind of gambling. So he would, you know, go to Georgia, you know, get by the scratch-offs, and every now and again he goes to, uh, goes to Biloxi and goes to casinos, and he would win. My dad did great. Like, I remember, I remember times, and, you know, I wake up on a Saturday morning, and it's, you know, two $300 cash on my dresser because my daddy hit big. And he blessing everybody in the house. So, um, but it's, you know, you know, religiously and spiritually, you got to be good stewards of what you're blessed with. Um, That's right. But but also I I attest, I attest to my father being the one who, you know, you know, I thought you just walk in a casino, play some money, you win and you just walk out. But he understood the taxes and all of that stuff and being from out of state. So every year he would get the the state of Mississippi to send him his, his spendings and gambling because right. he was being tracked because he, exactly. And so he would put yeah. that on his taxes. I won this much. I spent this much. But so he would never, he, exactly. And those, and, and my, yeah, exactly. That's, that's also true to, you know, put out there that my father's been a, a business owner my entire life, my entire life. My yeah. father's been an entrepreneur as well as, you know, somebody who worked a nine to five. So, but you know, these are the things that you, and you know, I, that's, this is this is this is one of the places where I acknowledge my privilege, where I I grew up in a household where I saw these things in place, and I understand that a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends, my true friends, were not blessed with this privilege of growing up in a household where someone, mainly your father, owned their own business. So I understand that I you know I I, I put that out there, but real quick, Destin, before I pass you, I just want to put out some. I gotta um, have it, man. I gotta have. Come on, DJ. I'm I'm giving it to you as soon as I as soon as come I spit on. these words of poetry, uh, of come black on. excellence. Okay, <laughs> is it from come Pastor on. Troy? Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's not from Pastor Troy. It's this is this is true black poetry. Uh, it's from it's from one of the greats where I don't know what happened. Yeah, um, you you froze on mine. You was getting ready to say something. I know it was gonna be. I know it's gonna be dope. It was. I was like, I don't know what it was going to be. I didn't know whether it was Iceberg gonna, Slim or James Baldwin. Either one, though. Definitely, It was definitely Iceberg Slim. That was kind of, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. hey <laughs> James Baldwin is at the end of the call when he has had the opportunity to, to reflect on the enormity of his comments. Yeah. Okay. So I think he, he, he just dropped off. He'll drop him. He'll jump back in, but this is uh this is where I kind of wanted to talk to you guys. Like what AJ is saying is important, but I just want to talk about we we said a little bit about the mistakes. So we talked about our significant other. One of the largest mistakes I made with my significant other is thinking that we value money, wealth, and how it's accomplished the same way, right? And so my ideal ideal, I guess I should say about that, is vastly different from my wife. Now, my wife is not a wasteful person, and she's a good steward of what she gathers and what she creates and what she has, and she's willing to bring it to the table and say, here, this is for us. But our idea of freedom and money is vastly different. Okay, AJ's AJ's back. I'll, I'll, I'll pause. No, no. I, okay, so the, the, since you were going with that, right, Destrian, because I think it's important to recognize we don't all look at things the same way. The great thing that you have it, when you pair with a person as a spouse is that y'all get to y'all get to work together to craft a common vision, to to think about what it is that you want, and y'all can put all of those ingredients in that beautiful future gumbo that y'all have out there that you want to put together, and then. Right other cool thing you have is you have both of you as contributors to it in your own specific special ways you are destrian when i say that this brother is the most organized brother that i when when i go to speak with destrian this is why i love when he's when i'm at any event he's speaking at I'm getting text messages as precisely where I need to be, who who we're going to be talking to, what things we need to be thinking about, where we need to be at what time. All of it completely laid out. Presentation completely all squared away with all other people. I know I just need to come in and get ready to talk, right? Because that's how organized he is. 
I don't know how organized Alicia is, but I can guarantee you that she is it's not like it's, it's one of those deals. It, it's impossible for her to be as organized as you and to look at things in the same way that you do. It's just a gift that you have or that you've cultivated over time. But I can tell you it's an uncommon one. Right. And so yeah. and, and my wife has her gifts that are different than mine. But she's got her things that she wants to accomplish and they're as important as mine. And so the, the important thing is for y'all to coalesce around a vision and everybody be able to use the skills that they bring to bear so that all of the things that y'all are trying to do can come to fruition. And so, um, you, you know, I, I, I uh, got yeah. that financial workbook for couples that I'm yep. turning into an app. And that's that's a part of it is really giving couples the opportunity to sit there and say, OK, what's my what's my partner's background? What's their strengths? What do they want? And like really learn about one another. And to the extent that y'all know about what it is that each other wants to do and what you all want to accomplish as a couple, y'all can actually work together to do it and you can use money as a unifying tool towards your future that you crafted together rather than it being that thing that which we see so often in terms of uh what tears people apart in relationships Absolutely. and what lands you in divorce court right so it's about yeah. all, it's about looking at you know what she wants is is just as important as, as what you want and, and i never tell i <laughs> My, my dad says this, you know, old players, they never tell a woman no. They just say, not right now. And, I, you know, no. I don't say things exactly the way my pop says because he's old school. And sometimes it don't go off. It don't go off. <laughs> it doesn't come over the old advice. But, but, the, but the, old, the, the old school got, some, you know, they say, like, I can't say the South got something to say. The old school got something to say, right? Because it's not about all. Oh, well, no, what you talking about don't mean nothing. No, 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 no. Let's talk about how we're going to get there. And so it might not be this year. The question is when we're going to get to what you what you want yeah. to. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, well, yeah. it don't matter. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. uh, it's it's important to recognize because I want my wife to have everything that she wants. It's Man, just a question. I just want to cost and, you know, making sure we have everything else, you know, right, right too. Right. And so we all respect these things that we bring to yeah, the table. Yeah, man. I just want to address real quick because I know I cut off in the middle of, uh, I, I cut off in the, my bad, I just want to address because I cut off in the middle of that uh, uh, rendition of Elevators by Outcast. Yeah, that's uh, that oh, was the Andre Stacks version. No, that, yeah, that was, that, I, that was, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was, that was three stacks. Yeah, that was that was three stacks. That All was three right. stacks verse from uh from uh from elevators. It's always stood out for me in, in in real life, you know, because of the you know, there was a you know, the man walked up to him. You know, we all know the verse. You heard the song. The man walked up to him and he was like, "Hey, you Andre Three Stacks, you a rapper? You paid?" And he's like, "Hey, man, you know, if if you don't move your feet, then I don't eat. We like neck to neck." Right, you know and and we that came a long way like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia, <laughs> but you know you can you 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 know the verse for yourself. But right. um, I my my technical issues come from you know uh, I live in New York. We all are you know we all are out. D. E. Wells is in Delaware. Doc is in uh in in, in Texas and Dallas. Uh, James, where you at? I'm in St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis, and I'm in, I'm in New York. So Kansas, um, Philly. So yeah, so we we all spread out, but me personally, my you know we had uh, we had a storm like a couple of weeks ago, so they've been playing around with the electricity and the internet up here for like two weeks, trying to fix everybody. Because I, from what I understand, there's still people who don't have power, and it's still kind of in and out. So that's why my internet been cutting in and out, and I hate it because it cut me off in the middle of a three stacks rendition. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that's blasphemy right there. That's blasphemy, you know? <laughs> like, it looked like my, 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 my screen just went, like, cut everything. Yeah, you, you were calling, right, like, so, hey, whatever so, you about to say about to be epic. And it was just I like, know. Right. So, so <laughs> here we go. So here we go right here. It right? happens. So, go ahead. Nah, you got, you got, you're on the spot. Your best three stacks verse right now. My best like, three stacks. Come on. Oh, no, Look. that no, that one is my best three sex verse. The, the, I want to hear the whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got stopped at the mall the other day. Mm. Ah, come on. Hey, uh, heard a call from another way. 
that I just come from. Some nigga was saying something, talking about smoke something. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, wait, you from wait, school? Wait, no, what did he say? Really. Talking about was he talking about something? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, talking about smoke some. Hey, man, you remember me from school? No, not really. But he kept smiling like a clown, facial expression looking silly, and he kept asking me, what kind of car you drive? I know you paid. I know y'all got buku a hoes from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same things that he had. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough loot to last me. To the end of the week, I live by the beat. Like you I live, live by the beat, like you live check to check. What? If you don't move your feet, then I don't eat. So we like neck to neck. Yes, we that came a long way, like them slim ass cigarettes from Virginia. This ain't gonna stop. So we just gonna continue. Continue. Me <laughs> and you, your mama and your cousin too, rolling down the strip on Vos, coming up slamming Cadillac doors. Oh, hey. <laughs> The truth that they have revealed through, through all of those albums, but man, that man, I'm talking. Hey, let me tell you something. Podcast, let me tell you something, man. Yes, put it out there, brother. One thing, In one thing opinion. I've learned. One thing I've learned about '90s, uh, '90s hip hop, um, even '90s rap, because even the gangster rap, the you know, the rap rap, the '90s, ni- the '90s was our era of truth. Yeah, it was you It was very, it was very genuine. What's crazy yeah. is, you know, and you know, obviously everybody's probably, you know, seen or heard about the the uh, the No Limit documentary and just learning the truths about how yeah, you know, that man. story. And I, um, me and my wife, we sat down and we watched the first episode of The Rough Riders, and you know, um, you know, I I I I knew Rough riders you know stop drop shut down open up shop that was an anthem because at that time i was maybe 12 years old and i worked for the basketball team at tu i was the ball boy um but that was the song that you know they played they played that album every single game night stop drop shut them down open up shop that was that was that was gonna be played before they came out the tunnel and you know as a 12 year old with all these college age dudes you know i'm i'm in there like oh this is hype and so I'm, you know, that was my introduction to DMX, and then watching the documentary and finding out that DMX was like a real hip hop rapper in the '80s. I was like, like you oh, could, yeah, yeah, you could never, these, you could. A lot of these guys, man, could have never ter- told me Earl Simmons, DMX, was out here, you know, Eight. rapping, rapping versus you know, uh, 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 you know, well, DMX rapping. I would, well, well, I, AJ, would me... I would submit that even in the nineties, if you listen to if you listen to it's dark and hell is hot, you'll see he oh, was true. around. He true. was still it was still hip hop then. True. You know, it now when we talk about the, the hits that really sort of the rough sizzled and really hit it, you know what I'm saying? Those yeah. those were more gritty. But man, if you ask any MC out there. This, they're still even calling themselves hip hop and talking about the the hood is certainly in 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 yeah, New York. Him, man. And, and if they can't give props to DMX in terms of in, in terms of the way that he brought it, you know, I'm sure I, I would be surprised if they get props at all from anybody else because it's like, well, not, I mean, they definitely they definitely pull them in, Doc. Shout out yeah, to Versus, man. man. That man. Ver- versus Versus is one of those platforms that's really putting putting people onto it like that. You know, yeah. It, you well, know, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, may or may not like it or whatever because they think it's a competition. But you know, the originators of it and the creators of it have always stated that it was never to be a competition. It was literally be a celebration. And you know, with, with DMX and Snoop Dogg, we saw it. It was literally two black men who showed each other so much love. Right. Even, it you was know, horrible, all of them. It was horrible. <laughs> hey, but look, 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 DJ. You can, look, DJ, no, DJ. No, no. But no, DJ, no, no, DJ, no. DJ, I DJ. The whole thing. But DJ, you got to remember, you getting, you getting, you getting multiple washed niggas in one room <laughs> to do something that they're not getting paid for. That's number one. Listen, bro. DJ, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> DJ. We doing that right now. DJ, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Doc, Doc. Doc, how many times has DJ fallen asleep on the podcast? One after taking I was after taking medicine. That's it, person. Okay, yeah, you, you fell asleep. You fell you fell asleep one time and you, you woke back up. But let me tell you awesome. But I took it's my medicine. Fault, and I, I was, told y'all. I was hey, 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 look, 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 look DJ, no, DJ, no. even look, DJ, even if you, even if you didn't, even if you didn't take medicine, you could have had a, you could have had a great time and still fell asleep. 
<laughs> but I didn't. We gotta talk about what is. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about what is. I I was sick, and I took medicine. I said, "Hey, I need to talk early." Y'all motherfuckers got on there. Jay wants us to acknowledge his uh, overcoming adversity. No, no y'all <laughs> took off, and it was great when I DJ, listened to DJ. it. I was. DJ, DJ want us to, hey, DJ listened to it and was like, hey, y'all did a good job without me. I was like, this is great, yeah. but I'm going to hey, tell DJ, you right DJ now. DJ put up a solid five minutes, man. Hey, DJ, <laughs> DJ, look, DJ, look, we was in the playoffs and DJ was like, look, I broke my back and my ankle is sprained. <laughs> Wait, don't forget about that. Hey, and my, neck, and my neck is sore. I still but, showed up. Hey, you DJ still wrong five minutes, man. Hey, DJ put a DJ gave us five minutes and ten points and sat out on the bench. This Matter of fact, well, he went to the bench. DJ went. DJ went to the locker room. The two assists <laughs> and the four rebounds. That yes, he did. <laughs> this is this is minute, uh, low, yes, low he did. Yes, he did. Okay. That was oh, low yes, this I is had a awesome, broken back, man. This is an awesome thing hey, about on. being able to see each other right now is because then we can know. I'd be like, oh, he's sleep. And then it's not even, you know. Hey, Doc brought up a good point because it took a minute for me to, for us yeah, to realize like, that. Oh, hey, in my hand of the DJ, I was sweet? like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> and hey, so as look, I was saying before. <laughs> well, that was like, oh, those... DJ, Hey, DJ, sleep. Is that him snoring? Yeah, well, DJ was, Sleep, man. Let me mute this no, nigga, man. I, this I, nigga's I, not. I, first of all, I appreciate y'all cutting that out, but Dallas had woke <laughs> up. Dallas woke up at like 1 o'clock that morning. And we, so just so you guys know, we usually record. We start recording at like 1030 mm-hmm. Eastern. So we do the hour. We're already at 1130. Then we do the we do the debrief and we do the after show, so we're we're ending at two. It's like it's like one o'clock. Dallas wakes up, and we started late that night. So I'm like, oh, let me go get Dallas. Calm him down. I'm trying to put Dallas to sleep. Me and Dallas are asleep, and I've already taken medicine. And I've said it before we got on. I'm like, you look, fellas. Yeah, I'm like, night. look, man. I I took. <laughs> they were like, what you drinking tonight? I was like, I can't drink. I took. I took some significant medicine. Like, <laughs> if I if I'm gonna drink tonight, I'm going to the hospital. Like, I, I would not right. like to go there. And so they were like, "Oh, it's cool, man. You know, this is we can do this in our sleep." And I'm like, "Nah, yeah, I'm definitely." I think the conversation it was it was man, it was a significant conversation that we had had like a pre meeting. On and we had fleshed a bunch of things out, and I was so ready to have it. Man, I was super sick, and I was like, I gotta do this call. But when he woke up, my wife had a migraine, and I got a text from my wife, and she was like, Yo, I got this migraine, and her migraines require shots from the hospital. And so, anything I could do, Arthur, what are you doing? He's folding the green screen. Okay, you know I'm what? I freaking love this, though. I'm like, I, I need a green screen like his. It's very portable. Yeah, but, um, yeah, man, I had to nah, I had, I had to swoop in on that. But, man, at, at the end of the day, that's neither here nor there. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers oh. talking. Y'all motherfuckers talking shit because y'all know what was going on in that situation. <laughs> I'm going to address this situation about what matters. You know, when we when we think about the well-building process and what it means to a family. I can't understate how 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 much it, it matters for my wife and I to be on the same page around how money matters, right? Yeah. So we both are fortunate to to have you know a, a decent income from corporate, but we're also <laughs> both fortunate enough to have a really strong income from personal businesses. Mm-hmm. That's not the that's not the normal case, right? And so our goal was to replace the personal, um, re- replace corporate income with personal and ultimately get to that position where you were talking about where you can decide if you go into work. Now, for me, I enjoy working with folks like James and learning from them and, and others. So I think that I will go into work until it's not beneficial. And as long as work is making it beneficial for me, I'm happy to show up. 
but when there's a law of diminishing returns, I'm not. And that's just the truth, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and, and I'm, I'm honest about that with my firm. Yeah. Most this, people would not be, but I'm, I, I am honest. And, and James, James has known me. This has been a conversation yeah. that we've had around, Hey, where do we go from here? Like, how do we make our families independent or, or not? Co I won't even say independent, not codependent on corporate. So we have to have something right. for, right. So, we have to be able to maintain the basic necessities. And I even talked to Parker about this, which is Ken. But at the end of the day, I'm saying all this to say the following. Jokes aside, we are at a precipice where we have to make a decision. Are you going to invest in your financial future independently of anyone else that's going to, quote unquote, help you? Right. It is now time to help ourselves. What yep. are we going to do to do that? Because if you're not going to do that, regardless of your other activities, you're going to lag behind and continue to lag behind the uh, the majority or the uh, the wealthy majority. You have to be willing to help yourself. And what the wealthy majority do is they set up principles in place that says, whether this person wants to or not, we're taking a we're taking a portion of their income or their money to invest in them, and and therefore they're going to be financially solvent. So either we're gonna we're gonna do that for our children or we're not. Yep. So there are a ton of ways that we can do that, which we don't have to go into tonight. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this in the prep. Your kids can be ten ninety nine at a certain rate. We don't have to flow through that but we can um th there there are ways tax advantage man. ways to oh, yeah. to do this more than one way my my deal is black folks can learn anything we can we have yeah. survived everything right well, yeah. and so except, so, except so my, each other no well except each other we've even done that though here we still are Right not here, we here we still are. We we have not destroyed one another. We have allowed certain elements to get out of control at times, right? But we we are not a a, a self destructive group. We're a group that's actually advancing in education, advancing in income, advancing in business ownership, advancing in all of the things that make us better. Now that doesn't mean we're perfect. And that doesn't right. mean we can't improve. And that doesn't mean that brothers and sisters can't all, you know, start to start to do even better than we are. But we need to acknowledge the progress we've made, despite the fact that ain't nobody been trying to help us get there. If we honest. No, if we're honest, like everybody's been OK with us not having a damn thing. Right. But yep. we have we have persisted. You know, despite all of the opposition in there, I'm not saying there's been no help from anyone, you know, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, we are responsible for our existence and we have taken hold of that and we have, it, we're still here and we're still progressing. Right. And my, my optimism, man, people are like, man, you, you talk about all this stuff and all these optimistic terms. Cause I know. I know what we can do. I know that we can handle this. I know that once we start to get a hold of what makes us financially successful, we're gonna be able to hack it. Man, that's that's what we do. We we see we see yeah. issues and then we find opportunities and then we go ahead and we seize on them. We ain't been in I am the first. I got my PhD in 2010. I'm the first black PhD and financial plan. My dad, who was a financial advisor, started advising in like the late 80s, like 1987, 88. He's one of a few black folks in the city of Chicago that were financial advisors at that time. And still one of the few financial right. advisors that are uh, advising in the city of Chicago now. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I agree. There's room for improvement. I'm just right. saying we, we will always try to get in, mixed up in the things that are going to get us ahead. 
the 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 issue is are there is there a critical mass of us are there enough of us to to really push material change in a large enough uh, uh, percentage of our population, right? That's really what it comes down to. And is that the prevailing sort of notion and attitude that's out there? And that's up to people like us. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta push it and we gotta make it, we gotta make it, we, we gotta make it desirable. We gotta make it attainable. We gotta, you know, we gotta make it entertaining. I gotta make it fun. Yep. If I ain't got enough buttons on my suits, I need more. I gotta, you know, yeah. I need to, we gotta, we gotta do it. Cause if we don't do it, ain't nobody gonna do it to, right. to yeah. get us in a position. So, so we have the ingredients necessary to bake, to cook it up. Like only we can cook it to make it even better. But I know we can, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. that's what pushes me, you know? Yeah. It has to be commonplace. Yeah. It has to become like the norm. Thank you. I think, um, and when when you see when really the youth really when they see that it's 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 expected like it, it, if it's just common that you're gonna you're gonna do these things like it's common that you're gonna have you know have great credit it's common that you're gonna own real estate it's common that you're gonna have whole life insurance it's common that you're gonna start a that you're gonna have a business already you know already one from that you're a family-owned business that you're that you're taking over, or you're starting one that you're that you're that you're funding with your with with, with the help of your your family or your community. It, that has to be more commonplace as opposed to pursuing and nothing wrong with jobs, but it, pursuing ownership because you can't bequeath a job. You know, I can't give someone my job. We have to have ownership. We have to have assets, real assets, and um, that has to just become the norm. And it, ha- it has to happen in a massive way. Uh, sometimes it's going to be like a grassroots effort, right? But then now with technology and now with social media, it, it, it should be easy to see, like, let me show you what you can do with, a, you know, a $50 account. Let me, I'm just thinking about what the space that I'm in. Let me show you what you could do yeah. um, to, to get your credit score to be 800. Let me show you how, you know, there, how you can have multiple trade lines and get, or bar, you know, use other trade lines to, to increase your credit score to whatever that might be. Let me show you how to to get this piece, this first piece of property with no money down, and 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 create a syndicate. Let me let me show you how to do those things. Let me show you how to you know collectively come together and, and pull. We talk about collective economics. Let me show you that. Let that be more commonplace than than the mm-hmm. unknown. Let let that be more known amongst not even just the youth. I mean, definitely the youth, but even amongst ourselves. Like people in our, our peer group is like, you know, because we only we, we see one way. We we think it's just job. We, you know, you might be in might maybe real estate, and you, you hear all the, the negatives about that, and, the, and 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 anything that's foreign, like foreign exchange market, you don't you don't want to learn something new. It has to be more commonplace. And so the question is, how do you how do you make those type of uh, avenues known? And hey. <laughs> How do you make those avenues known, and then how does how does how do you get that broad, massive adoption? Yeah, right? and we got right. we got to push it out there. Like it's my fault that ain't nobody that's talking about money saying Doctor Loving and making me like making it so that other people listening to rap are somehow listening to this. You know what I'm saying? I take right. that as a failing of my own. And it's like, oh, well, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're teaching in the class. You're talking to corporate people. You're trying to diversify the industry. You're doing all that. I got to make it sizzle. I got to do my part, you know, on a number of levels, right? And y'all got to do y'all parts too. And we are, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're moving in that direction. But if, we, if we're if we honest with ourselves, we always got to be looking for opportunities to get better, to improve, to push more out there, to push wider, to do. Because if we don't do it, it's one thing, man, I, I've sat down thinking that somebody else would do, would be able to do the no. doctor loving thing. You know what no. I'm saying? At some point it's like, you know, no. but, but the end of the day, nope. 
It's just not going to happen unless I, unless I do it. And maybe there'll be somebody down the line that'll push it further, but I got to push it my part. You know what I mean? So let me, everybody truly got to embrace the, everybody truly got to embrace the mindset of if you want, she dropped the light. Everybody truly has to embrace the concept of if you want change, you have to be the change that you want to see. Yes. Um, And a point she dropped the light. Um, but one of the points that y'all brought up that I wanted to um, to to bring up is um, we talked about earlier kind of how, you know, everybody kind of want to copy and paste. And it's like, oh, James is doing great in Forex. Let me let me do the same exact thing that James is doing. Or uh, Dr. Loving is, you know, doing his thing in financial planning. Let me go do the same exact thing that uh, Dr. Loving is doing. But I think something, the conversation that also needs to start with us. Come here. Uh, the conversation needs to start with us as a community is we need to figure out the ancillary uh, industries that complement each other is okay. James is deep into Forex. So what are the services and, you know, things that James needs to be successful? Maybe I'm more suited to do that than to try to copy and paste James. And that way it can kind of cut out on the, you know, because we, you know, as a community, we all see where we get um, saturated with the same things. We've seen it with the, uh, with the Susus, the Blessing Looms, group economics things where everybody's doing it. And it's, you know, for me and my, for me and my, you know, my point of view, Forex has, you know, kind of been that same thing where everybody's joining or taking part in Forex options is now one of those things where everybody's hopping into options now, but it's, you know, it's everything ain't for everybody. You let, you know, just to be honest, it ain't everything ain't for everybody, you know? So it's, you know, the conversation also needs to be geared towards, Hey, you see everybody doing this thing, find out your place in that thing. Because that yep. thing may not be for you, but there's a place in it for you. So if everybody's doing forex, maybe now you you know your expertise is finance and accounting. Maybe now you start doing accounting for all of your people who are investing now. You know, just I think yeah. that com- that oh, part yeah. of the conversation is often overlooked because everybody's trying to jump on it because of the same things that James you mentioned earlier. It's like they see James making money off of it, so they look at it as oh, this is get rich quick. But it's no, it's not get rich quick. This took time, this took effort, this took education, this took... No, no, no. And so, you know, this is what James had to do to get here. So, you know, so we look at it, you know, from the outside looking, it's like, oh, James is getting rich quick. But it's like, okay, no, James is doing a lot of things behind the scenes to get himself to this point. So let let me reach out to James and say, James, what all did it take to get here? Oh, you had to do this and this and this. So now I find out, oh, you know, I like researching. I like doing this. So maybe now my, my, my purpose in this movement is I'm the research person. So now I'm making myself available to do the research, the part of, you know, I'm, you know, just trying to evolve the conversation beyond, you know, right. I see somebody doing it. Let me copy that. So I'm trying to pass pass down this method to everybody because it's not going to work for everybody. So AJ, let me do this. So, so one, so it's like, okay, what are you good at? What is your, what is your skill set? We, we talked about some talent. AJ, let me say, let me say one thing and then pass on one thing. So the first thing I would say is that I think that responsibility is incumbent upon us, right? So the people that are leading this call, we need to get to know the people on the call better to understand how to put them in positions to win. So they ha- they obviously have skill sets and an interest. The interest is the first part that's more valuable than the skill set because where most people will tell you they're skilled at, they may not be. Mm-hmm. So that's an evaluation. So it's, hey, I'm a great trader, but I've never traded before. You're not a great trader. <laughs> You're a person with ambition about trading you know, we, we need to help them redefine that. But then offer and say, hey, James, you know, look, this person identified themselves as a, a valid and interested trader. Like, what can you do for them to come into your session? Right. Dr. Loving, this person said that they're great at counseling couples. And could you offer your workbook and train them on it to help them counsel couples? Hey, look, Destrian, this person said that they they have – you know, five people around cooperative economics that they're willing 
to have a conversation about. I think we cover the major buckets around what we need to be doing as a community, but what we need to do is be more cohesive about it. But instead of me talking about it more, Kenneth, I, I don't know if you raised your hand, but I thought I saw you <laughs> raise your hand. But I feel at like any rate, uh, I'm AJ's still going to have to unmute him now. Yeah, he's going to have to unmute. I'm going to come to him anyway. But <laughs> Kenneth, I want to come to you. Um, wh- What about tonight have you found valuable? And then additionally, what would you like to see be different to add additional value to your perspective, your life, and the people that you may come in contact with from your perspective? So first of all, I think you guys have an incredible kind of breadth of knowledge, right? The uh, the experience you guys have had, and and the information you guys have shared just in this in this session, right? I haven't listened to all the podcasts, but the the few that I've listened to, right, have all been incredibly valuable, right? So I really appreciate all you guys' time and all you guys' effort. Right? This is this has been really incredible. I think as I think about how, how do, what do I do to take the next steps? And not just for me, but for, for the people around me, you know? So as, as a country, right? We, as, as a global community, right? We, we see the struggles we're going through, right? And, and how do we band together and, and make things better, uh, for our children, right? our biological children, the children that we've had, as well as the children we haven't had, right? The people who are who are grown up in this world. I think you guys have spoken to that. And I think I am incredibly excited about how um how those things will manifest in the future. Mm-hmm. So your your question about kind of what what takeaways do I have from it? I mean I think to me, right, the the possibilities in the forex market are are really incredible. The perspective on what can we do to be financially literate, financially independent, you know, financially viable in the future. How can we pass that on to our children? I think, you know, really, all three of you guys have shown that to us. You know, uh, James, when you when you talk to your daughter. Uh, AJ, as, as you interacted with your child, right? I think, um, it's just incredibly important. And, and I, I'm looking forward to, to learning how I can play a greater role with that. Um, so I think I, you know, like I said, I, I don't have any, any real knowledge to share, right? I'm not, I'm not a financial guy. But, uh, I have, I have really been excited about the information you guys have shared, um, and the, and the effort you guys have gone through to really put together an incredible presentation. So real quick, um, I'm, uh, I'm about to stop the recording just for editing purposes. So we appreciate everybody for tuning into the after show. Um, Make sure you follow us on all social media at Brethren Pod, B R E A D R E N P O D. Once again, want to thank our special guest, James Vassar. And we appreciate you all and we love you all. Uh, good night.